We need someone who'll stand up to this monster. We need samurai. What? We need the pizza cats. You'll need your head examined. That's what you need. We can try them. But those good-for-nothing flea-bitten feline... The only hope we have, rodent. You know the best thing about the samurai pizza cats? No, tell us, Princess Fi. They deliver! Pour a more cereal and turn on the TV. I'm watching my cartoons, please don't bother me. I could grow up tomorrow, pay the bills and be responsible. But today it just doesn't feel possible. Let's talk about life and death and everything between. Things that keep you up at night and idiosyncrasy. Public bathroom etiquette and matches you can't see. Girls needs to know where the nature of reality. Let's talk about life and death and everything between. Breakfast foods and bad times and cartoons on the TV. Breakfast foods and bad times and cartoons on the TV. You gave him that one. Yeah, you gave it to him. No, I gave him the, uh, the red and... Uh, well, why don't you quit leaving <laughs> delicious balls in your room? <laughs> Mike's like... Mike's mad say, at the dog. Mike fixes his back pain with dog toys, and he gets mad that the dog keeps stealing them. I mean, that's, that's pretty much exactly the situation. <laughs> Mike... Mike eats dog food every week. I keep week. leaving my cheese on the floor, and somebody <laughs> keeps eating it. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Okay, so RV wanting me to play just made me think of this. Are you a tough guy? Today. Is the mic picking up his ferocious growl? Uh, I hear it in my headphones, so probably. Um, today, Krista and I were at a bookstore, and we were leaving the bookstore, and there was a pet store next door. Wait, was it a regular bookstore or like the adult variety? It was a half price books, and it was right next door to a, a pet store. And she was like, "Oh, you want to go see the the puppies?" And I was like, "Sure." And I hadn't been in a Wait, pet a pet store as in not a store for pet goods, but like like a straight up pet store. Oh, those places are fucked up. That's the thing. I hadn't been in one in like twenty years, yeah. and I went in and I was like, "Oh, I forgot that this is really sad." Or at least yeah. I didn't know that twenty years ago. Remember, do you remember this place? Pass pets. At the mall, it was at Hickory Point Mall. I mean, I remember when there was a pet store at Hickory Point Mall. This is in Decatur, Illinois, the uh, centric yeah. sort of hometown of Jack and I. I remember being so excited every time I went to the mall because I would get to go by the pet store. Yeah, I, I love even that if pet you didn't store. get to go in, you at least got to see puppies in the window. Yeah, but as you get older, you're like, man, this is kind of sucky for the dogs. I guess I just didn't know about like the treatment, and then like the treatment of what happens to them before they even get to the pet store, let alone what happens yeah. at the pet store. I mean, you think about how often your order gets fucked up at Taco Bell. They're not hiring better people at the pet store in the mall. I saw, like, <laughs> like teenage girls working in there, and I... Re- yeah. Let me get to that in a second, the teenage girls. But first off, we went in, and I was thinking in my head, like, oh, I know this particular pet store has ferrets, and I want to play with the ferrets. <laughs> And I remember we walked by the dogs on the way to the ferrets. And you have I have a weird ferretish. I do love <laughs> ferrets. I have a ferretish for them. And I remember that I was like, oh, this is awesome. We're going to see some puppies. Maybe we'll get to pet them and play with them. And then we saw them, and I was like, 
oh, this is sad. Like, I need to play with them to bring joy into their life. I thought it was going to make me happy to see puppies, and I was, like, really... And I... Okay, so this is about the teenage employees. I saw, like, like high school kids standing there mm-hmm. helping customers with the dogs, and I remember, like, in my head, I was like, fuck you, you motherfucker. How can you work here? I was, like, <laughs> pissed at them suddenly. Yeah. There's a lot of things we didn't know about pet stores when we were kids that made them seem like real fun places. Krista and I were, like in the store talking like how is how could we take all of them home so that we can rescue them from this situation the problem is then they would just profit a lot and then they would buy more dogs <laughs> to because in a pet store dogs are uh, goods that stock the shelves I think the dumb part of my brain wanted me to walk in there and see puppies behind glass who were like happy and cheery and excited mm-hmm. to be like petted like the opening of Beethoven and that's not what I saw. Yeah. I saw, like, prisoners in prison cells. And they were behaving accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> they were, like, jangling a metal cup along the bars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, One of them threw dog cum at you and goes, I can smell your scent. <laughs> <laughs> so, do prisoners throw cum at each other? What? <laughs> Have you seen Silence of the Lambs? Yes? That happens in that movie. Did I just not know that that happens in that movie? I think so. Maybe he just spits at her. I don't know. I I know the TV edit. Is that the line uh, that he says? plays that. I think he says, I can smell your... Yeah, he does say suppo- that. Do we say that word on this show? I don't care, but he, he does say <laughs> yeah. that. He says, I can smell your stuff. Well, my <laughs> my girlfriend loves that word. How does your girlfriend feel about that word? I think she's pretty cool with it. Okay, well, if our girlfriends are cool with it, then that must mean that all women like it, right? <laughs> Hashtag yes, all women. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. He does say that line, but I don't know. I don't. Pardon. I specifically don't remember a part where anyone's cum is thrown, but maybe that does. There's totally. a part where she's like walking down that hallway, and then she gets like hit with something. She's like, ah. It's based on a book, right? Yeah, I think it's so. Pro- it probably happens in the book. Oh, definitely. That happens in like nine out of ten books. <laughs> happens in three of the harry potters it's <laughs> just a numbers game well there is a, a famous prisoner <laughs> yeah that's what he was in for uh. okay so we before we do anything we have to talk about the a couple of interactions we had with the man there's more in the goblet than just fire oh gross <laughs> Amanda just left right before we recorded yeah. this, and we had two interactions with her that have to be told. One is that after the cartoon we watched, the next YouTube video that came up was like, it was called like Best Children's Theme Musics from the 80s and 90s. Theme Musics? Is yeah. That, is that how the video It's was a YouTube titled? title. You can't expect too much yeah. in terms of grammar. Was there a Z in it? You were in the other room. A, the TV screen was not facing you. And as the video was starting, I read the title and you went, well, one of them has to be Fraggle Rock. And then Fraggle Rock starts playing. Because it's the greatest theme song. According to this guy, he put it number one. And then Amanda told us... The joke's on you. That's my YouTube video. I, I uploaded it. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me about all the great cartoons that we mined from it? Which, by the way, if you're a fan, we just got a whole backlog of cartoons that we're going to be watching soon because there were so many good ones in this video. But then Amanda told us that when she was a little kid, the Ford commercials with the Bob Seger song, Like a Rock, she thought the lyrics were Fraggle Rock. (laughs) 
like there was some sort of cross promotion between Ford Motor Company and the Jim Henson Company. It's also funny to me just think of Bob Seger singing about Fraggle Rock. Oh, Fraggle Rock. <laughs> Sweet 16. <laughs> and then we also can't skip telling the story of how Amanda essentially used uh, man skills to save the day for three men who were struggling to get a mower started. Yep. I mean, when she first proposed the idea that the gas was no good because it sat in the garage all winter, it's like, well, that makes sense, but I don't want that to be the thing that I have to do because I don't want to dump out all the gas and then get new gas. I'd lo- So I tried everything else first and... Well, it ended up. It worked out. Okay. If you listen week to week, you know I did lose the the WrestleMania bet. Yeah, and so I had to mow first, and and we couldn't get it started, and that was Amanda's. Excuse me, Gassy. That was Amanda's pitch, and we did. Maybe ha- we should dump you out and put in new gas. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> we did have to do a dangerous thing, which is that. And and probably someone's gonna write us a letter or a text or something. We didn't do anything dangerous. And be like, you shouldn't have done that. But we didn't know what to do with the old gas, so we poured it on our fire pit. Uh huh. And I guess that's like, where else do you put? But that's. Gas? I, but we poured like a lot of gas on the fire pit. It was at most a gallon. Okay, at most two gallons. But like, it was between one and ten gallons. <laughs> We dumped it out of a 10-gallon hat, so there's no way to know if it was 1 or 10. To be fair, the 10-gallon hat doesn't actually hold 10 gallons. So, I, we it's not like we lit it afterwards, mm-hmm. but I don't know what's going to happen I did when we do have a bonfire. I started... That was a very small amount. Yeah, for because I was like, well, we'll know if the gas is just not combustible if it doesn't catch on fire. It right. caught on fire, like a lot. A lot. <laughs> that was like a trial. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know what's going to happen when we light a bonfire. Dude, we no, should get ga- rid of that wood. Gasoline evaporates very quickly. There is no more gas out there. I don't know these things. But we should get rid of the wood that's out there and get new no, wood. it's completely fine. We're going to have a great bonfire. <laughs> Everyone who's listening is invited. Someone bring a bucket. <laughs> Maybe a fire extinguisher. <laughs> You know something? We, in our house, we don't have a fire extinguisher. Or do we? Is there a small no, one? No, we don't somewhere? have a smoke detector is what you're thinking of. Mike put one in his room. Mm, Mike's smarter than us. I mean, that's the most likely place for a fire to start. I learned a crazy fucking thing about firefighters today. Not firefighters. About the firefighting profession. Okay. You know how, like, sometimes on fire trucks they have... Uh, a Dalmatian. Right. <laughs> that's the word I think you're trying to come up with. Dalmatian. How'd you know? Uh, they have like, they have like the signs on the side that say like what battalion they're from or whatever. Uh-huh. And sometimes they're like gold letters or like a gold shield. Yeah. Sometimes those are made with real gold. Wow. So that's why people <laughs> try to steal fire trucks all the time. Yes. <laughs> that. What? How often is that happening? Almost as often as someone throws cum in a book. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, Samurai Pizza Cats? Uh, I have other things we... Oh, you know what? Sam- Fuck that. This is samurai. what we have to start with this week. It's a... It's now, a now everyone's like, wait, wait, what's this about Samurai Pizza Cats? <laughs> um, I know why no one listens to our show. Okay. I got the answer. Is it? Is it because of, you know, the content and the quality? 
Actually, yes. Okay. Uh, so, as it turns out, millennials don't eat cereal. Uh, you know, there's all those shitty articles about, like, this is why millennials suck. And then there's counter articles of, like, millennials don't suck, you suck, and here's what you <laughs> did to fuck it up. And I've always thought, like, you know, it's not all their fault, but upon hearing this news that they don't eat cereal... I take it back. It's all their fault. This is a. Or are we millennials? We've had this talk before. We are millennials Techn- for sure. Okay. Yeah. Like I thought that maybe. Well, then we are the exception to this article already. Yeah, we are. Uh, I thought that maybe you might have fallen into Gen X, but I looked it up, and you're a millennial. Okay. Uh, so this is an article from the Washington Washington Post, who is redoing an article from the new york times so our president's two favorite news sources are citing this source uh but it's from a study that said that 40 percent of millennials are not eating cereal and like it's really driving down the cereal industry a lot actually you know all these articles are about how fucking poor millennials are I mean, that's half the reason why I eat so much cereal. Well, there's three reasons listed why millennials don't eat cereal. And uh, two of them actually make sense. One of them is that millennials just don't eat breakfast, which is... okay. I believe that. But I don't see how that's relevant to eating cereal. I I agree. I agree. Another one is that a lot of millennials want to eat breakfast on the go. Like, if you're traveling to work or something. Gosh, what the fuck's wrong with me? But here's the one, the like number one answer that is like contributing to this epidemic of millennials not eating cereal. They think it's too much mess to clean up afterwards. What are they eating that makes less of a mess? I don't know. I can think of one thing, and that's what I had for breakfast this morning: a pop tart. Yeah, pop tarts less, and you, you can eat it on the go. The pouch, and then. Stuff it in your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, I mean... Is rinsing a bowl, like, too much? Apparently. This anything, is the kind I of article guessed... that Trump would be like, it makes sense, they don't want to clean up anything. A guy who's never cleaned anything in the last 50 the, years. The dirty dishes from cereal, they're tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I could see him, like, being like, oh, yeah, millennials, they're lazy, they don't want to clean. That I could see him agreeing with that part of this yes, article. I can't imagine him cleaning anything, though. So anyway, we really fucked up, and that's why no one listens to our show. So, about why no one listens to our show, and also about being poor and eating cereal. I, I think maybe... I, I'm going to throw this out here. You might think I'm crazy. We might have to cut this whole thing out. Yeah. I'll put, I a, was I'll gonna, put a marker. I was going to propose... A, Is that all of that sentence? Change... Oh, jeez, I thought you were going <laughs> to... We're not there yet. <laughs> I mean, Amanda listens to the show. Three, three months' salary from me is not a lot. So. I mean, You're they not getting are... any Cena rings they are, they are putting toys back into cereal boxes, so... Barely. I don't... I, I still am not confident that we can call that troll device that we got a, a toy. <laughs> it's a, a thing. <laughs> it's an object yeah. that was in a bag that was yeah. in our cereal box. Um... So I was, this is going to sound wild, I was going to propose a, a name change of the podcast. Okay. Cereal for dinner. <laughs> like, 
It's it's so concise, and it says poor, sad, but also goofy and enjoying of cereal because the flannel cake's title works on this weird level that no one understands except for except us. for us. And people who are really big fans of Kurt Vonnegut who are familiar with that one joke. Uh, do, are you cool? Can you make a new logo? I mean, we could use the same logo. We could use the same logo. Because uh, the part that We're says really... flannel cakes is the part that I did. And I'm like, can you That's make a whole font. new... <laughs> yeah, can you make the new thing? The text? Why don't you... This is a good idea. Why don't you make a Twitter poll and ask okay. our... Because only our most hardcore listeners are paying attention on Twitter. Or on the podcast <laughs> i mean like we definitely have some people because i know i talk to them we have some people who occasionally listen to the show or mm-hmm. are like 10 weeks behind i can name those people and then some people from europe who we don't know hi ha- everyone in europe just checking in with you what's up europe how you doing hey we might come check you out soon because we don't yeah. want to live here anymore yeah uh but like we do have, and sometimes there are people we don't know, but we do have listeners that hardcore listen week to week and pay attention to the things you say on Twitter. Maybe that would be a good hey person guys. to ask. Sometimes I just want to like start opening each one of our shows by just being like, hey, and then choose a random name. And then someone somewhere might have that name. And when they're listening to this, they'll just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> just be like in the car with the volume up. And then all of a sudden, be like, hey, Jerry. And they'll be like, Jesus. <laughs> Okay, uh, you know this. We're this is kind of inside baseball, but we're already doing like an inside baseball talk. I'm just surprised. I thought you were going to be like, no, we can't. I mean, I don't like. I, don't, I, I wanted to it, get a flannel cakes tattoo because of that joke, and you were like, don't do that because then everyone will ask you what it means, and you'll get annoyed. Listen about the name. If you're a long, long, long time listener of the show, then you already know that the name The Flannel Cakes Podcast was our second choice. <laughs> it's not even the name we Wait, wanted. what was our first? Oh. Pancake right, Frisbee. Right. But, but And if you're a new but listener. Pancake is trademarked by Bisquick. <laughs> if, you, if you're a new so. listener to the show, the word Frisbee is copyrighted by the Whammo Corporation, who is incredibly litigious with this word. I mean... I guess we could start a letter writing campaign to, for people to get whammo to license the word but frisbee. But here's the deal, Jack. Pancake frisbee makes about as much sense as <laughs> flannel cakes. It's a reference for only us. That's true. More people get flannel cakes, actually, because there might be one Vonnegut person out there who's like, yeah, I know that quote. Pancake frisbee is literally our inside the joke. Guy, the Vonnegut guy who gets that quote has been on this show. Chris, Chris Listen, this is kind of inside baseball, but we're already deep into okay. podcast talk. <laughs> well, let me say first off, because I might leave this in. For okay. our listeners, our friends, the It Gets Weird podcast, recently came to some huge success. They had the filmmakers of a new Netflix documentary about UFOs on their show. Well, about a person with UFO experience. Gotcha. I'm sorry. I wasn't as familiar about it. Uh, but they... Uh, they had these guys on their show and it drew in a lot of listeners Mm -hmm. for them. They did very well off of it. And uh, I asked them... The the ufology community is like hardcore. I've never heard that word. You've never heard that word? Ufology? It's a word, sir. And well, you said... I don't know if you told me this on the podcast or not, but you said the guy from Blink-182 was like given an award by these people? The guy formerly of Blink-182 
Which which one Tom, is he? Tom DeLonge. The spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> that that guy. Ashley. <laughs> okay, so I asked them, "Where are you? Where are you?" Spiders. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's not our bit, and I wish I knew that guy's name. He's, uh, I'm not going to think of his name. He's a small-time stand-up comedian, but he's Don't been on You Made It Weird. small-time. He's funny. He's been on You Made It Weird, and yeah. we haven't, so. Uh, yeah. Need someone in our PR department to get on that. <laughs> no, no shit, right? <laughs> okay, so anyway, <clears throat> I asked them if they did anything in terms of getting the word out about mm-hmm. the, that particular guest being on their show to help grow the audience with that and they gave me a a tip and i have it saved for you so because it's a twitter thing okay so i'll I'll, I'll let you know about that sometime uh hey can we go back a second because we were talking about um sorry everybody this is we've just i like where this discussion is going no no it's not derailed i like this uh can we go back to talking about like trump and fake news and stuff Okay. Because I had this thing. You mean news. That's just what he calls news. news. I had this. <laughs> Accurate news. I witnessed a thing happen this week that okay. was so fucked up and so 1984 that you're. it's just going to make you real sad and real okay. bummed out. Get ready to be bummed. Okay. More than the puppy thing. Okay. So this week for work, I interviewed a. Even beautiful puppies were killed. <laughs> Not just ugly puppies? Sorry, no, did you hear Trump's speech about why he uh, bombed Syria? No. He talked about being moved by the photos of the civilians who were killed in the, the gas attack. And he he literally used the phrase, even beautiful babies. <laughs> like, I can't believe that Trump has ever found anything beautiful outside of, like, an erotic sense. And... <laughs> The fact that he finds babies beautiful is even more unbelievable. Am I too- and the fact that he finds brown babies from another country beautiful, I don't buy it at all. Am I just being nitpicky at this point <clears throat> to say that his statement inherently implies that we shouldn't be upset about the ugly babies being killed? Well, what you should infer from that statement is maybe if he gave a damn he would allow them into our country but he bars them from coming over here and then gets mad when the place that they're at murders them and then sends even more explosives into that area anyway were civilians hit by the missiles that that america shot uh there haven't been any reports of that yet but i mean there were 59 tomahawk missiles exploding over there. It's almost impossible to believe yeah. that not one yeah. person was hurt. But, I, I mean, there's a difference between a civilian casualty as a result of a, of a, gas a legitimate attack. attack and the, like, mass murder of hundreds of your own people. Right. You And I agree with what you just said, but I do have to point out you just referred to something that Trump did as legitimate. Uh, well, that's actually really complicated, but there's a lot of good reasons for the U.S. to uh, strike Syria. Okay. I mean, I, I, don't, just, I don't know anything about it. That's so just I my opinion, but I, I, Mike asked me about this last night, and I go, hey, just because the monkey typed a sentence finally doesn't make it not a monkey anymore. 
Good. It's great. That's great. Yeah. It's a tweet right there. Jack's tweet corner. Oh, no, yeah. I didn't. I'll, I'll I, I send that one out. I shouldn't even be saying anything because I don't know yeah. enough to know. Anyway, this week I interviewed an IU professor. His name's Filippo Menzer. He's a professor of informatics at Indiana University. <laughs> informatics? That's made up. It, there, there was a longer title. That was all okay. I remember. What I thought was funny was that in his title, mathematics was in there somewhere, mm-hmm. and his office number in the building that he's in is in room three fourteen. <laughs> and I pointed that out to him. And he's like, "Yeah, it's pretty cool." <laughs> uh, so he has been doing a study with his research team for a very long time, much longer than the term "fake news" or "clickbait" has been a buzzword in mm-hmm. American culture. He's been doing research on fake news, and so when you say fake news, you mean like false reporting not the onion and stuff he is his his research specifically focuses on misinformation misinformation that is purposefully put into the ether for reasons of either ad revenue which is clickbait Mm -hmm. or for the purposes of spreading misinformation political power Uh, like like putting russia manipulating the united states election something like that yeah so uh he was showing us, like, tools that his team has put together. And there was a website that he showed me. You can actually go to this website, mm-hmm. and you can type in uh, a, like, a keyword, a phrase. And so the one that he typed in was, three million votes, illegal aliens. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, there was articles about how three million right. American votes were cast so by illegal it's aliens. it's basically a fake news Google. Right. And so then when you do that, it pulls up. Uh, a bunch of websites that did post stories about this topic. So he was like, I'll just pick like five or six here. So he picked like five or six of these articles. Some of of them were from like legitimate news sources and some of them were from not. And he picked like five of them. And then he clicks this button and it like loads for a while, does the spinning circle thing. And then when it's done, it produces this graphic and it shows you where the information spread on Twitter. And it shows uh, two different colors it has like purple for where the false information was spread, and then it has orange for where fact checking websites prove that it wasn't true. And like there's there's this cluster of this sea of purple and this like little orange strip near the top. And then he's like scrolling oh. his mouse around on this graph and he can like hover over certain points because there's like certain big blobs mm. of purple and it shows what Twitter accounts are spreading this like fake information interesting and it's just like like the big ones are like big famous bot accounts and then there's just millions of bot accounts surrounding it well the thing is that they've said that most of the fake news that came out that they believe was from the russians as an attempt to mess with our election was going through like these weird third world countries like uzbekistan and stuff and it was all coming out of there they were just just fucking throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks and a lot of shit stuck to the wall well he says that his team believes that nine to fifteen percent of twitter accounts is bots and these bots are being manipulated to spread this false information right and some bots are just aggregates where like um i noticed one time i made a tweet that used the word frankenstein and it was retweeted by something called like the Shelley bot or something where it's just a Twitter account that's made to collect tweets about a specific topic so that people can just like follow one thing and they can get updates about 
people well, that posting sounds helpful. about Franklin. Yeah, it sounds helpful unless you're using that system to spread a virus. <laughs> <laughs> How many... Like, the bloodstream is really helpful for injecting poison into to spread it through your whole body. <laughs> I'd like to ask a question of the social media director. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. How many of our Twitter followers are bots? Maybe a couple. We we get some likes and retweets from some very sexy bot ladies yeah, from we time do. to time. That's annoying. You know, it would be annoying, except when I click on it to see who did that, I just get to see a, a hot picture of a lady, and I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll just get on with my day now. If we're naming the pros of it, do they also have, like, tons of followers, too? No. I mean, th- that are not bot accounts? <laughs> I don't think so. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, well, Google is... Coming out with a tool now. It should, yep. I, that That's why we were doing the story. The fake news. Facebook has it too. Well, they're linked. They are? In some fashion, right? I think they're separate tools. Okay. That's what we said in our news story that we did. Gotcha. But they came out on the same day. But yeah, there's they a... They probably use the same algorithms and... Probably, I'm sure. If they similar. came out on the same day, they might I used a big word. Algorithm. <laughs> but if, if you're listening... Uh, if you're listening, what the fuck? If you, if you're listening, <laughs> if not, <laughs> I just laughed so hard I farted. Um, the Facebook and Google both launched a tool that you can uh, use to spot whether or not something is has been fact checked for uh, validity. Um, some interesting point that I've seen on the internet lately, because that's where you get good information uh is during world war Two and the beginning of the holocaust during hitler's rise to power the nazis spread like very clear very deliberate misinformation about the jews and there were all kinds of liberals in germany who were like fact checking and proving and pointing out and saying this isn't real and, I mean, I think we know how that ended up. They convinced everyone that it was correct, and they overthrew Hitler, and the Holocaust was averted. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, that's real. Once, just like a lot of things we've talked about today, that's really scary and really sad and really fucked up. Yeah, like you can point out how incorrect something is. The people who choose to believe it are going to believe it, or they're going to go along with it at the very least. And yeah. I think we've seen plenty of that lately. Right, and because that's so scary and fucked up, unless there's something you have to get to, we usually, lately we've been doing like an hour of bullshit and then like 30 minutes yeah. of cartoon at the end. I, I think we should just do an hour of cartoon today okay. because it was, we have so, I took can, a ton of notes. Can I tell you about a cartoon thing that is not about samurai pizza cats, but it's something that I was struck with that was super amusing. Yes, and I, then after that, I have huge Pokemon okay. news. I was watching a film recently that was produced in association with the AV Club. And I was like, I've got high hopes for this movie. The movie kind of sucked. Reinforced a lot of bad, like, sexual stereotypes. It's called The O in Ohio. And it's about a woman trying to, like, find out how to have an orgasm and stuff. Anyway, Keith David is in this movie. Great actor. Keith David, voice of Goliath. (laughs) I cannot fly. I only glide on currents of wind. And so he's sitting at a table with Paul Rudd, and they're talking about vibrators. And he mm-hmm. goes, he, he says something to the effect of, you can't look at a vibrator as competition. He's like, it's, it's like 
your dick's teammate. <laughs> and I was just laughing. I was like, Goliath is talking about vibrators and dick teammates. And I was like, I would love it if somebody could just overdub some of Keith David's most fucked up lines from all of his oh, movies as Goliath. That would be so good. I would love it because he's the voice of TNA wrestling. I would love it if they took him promoting a TNA wrestling match and put it over Goliath. Oh. Hey, uh, do you know about this anime This anime movie, Your Name? No. We might have to go Is see it. Is an this. anime movie called Jack? No, it's, it's called Your Name. We might have to go see this for podcast purposes because Krista was telling me about it. Apparently it's like the highest grossing anime movie ever in Japan and they just released more it in than America. Pokemon? <clears throat> I mean you didn't say more than like Akira or like Ghost in the Shell. I mean I don't know from poetry, Brendan. <laughs> if you're doing drugs, you're doing drugs. Yeah. <clears throat> so it just came out in America. Uh we watched the trailer and the plot is essentially if you took the if you took Freaky Friday and, and, okay. And I'm mixed listening. it with. Do you remember that movie, The Lake House? <laughs> with Keanu Reeves. The one where Keanu and Sandra Bullock yeah. write each other time, letters. Time travel love story. Time travel letter, love letter <laughs> writing mailbox yeah. movie. Time travel romance pen pals. <laughs> yeah. It's that movie mixed with. But imagine mm. if in that movie, Keanu and Sandra Bullock swapped bodies. That would be unusual. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the plot of this movie. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, okay. So I have huge Pokemon news. You're playing Pokemon okay, I, right I now. Pulled, as we're I talking. pulled it up because you were going to talk about it. It seems, and maybe it's too early to report this, but I did some reading today. It mm-hmm. seems that a large number of spoofers have been done away with today. So let's just have a moment, everybody. Round of applause. Matter, there, why aren't you clapping? A very minor update came out this week. That essentially said that it was just to introduce Chinese language support, but it was a forced update. It forced all users to get it. And I want to retract. I learned one thing I said on the podcast previously was wrong. Apparently, there is an app you can download for iPhone that allows you to spoof. But this forced update not only uh, removes spoofing abilities for iPhone, but also Android. And also, the uh, Android update that we talked about several Mm -hmm. weeks ago has been rolling out more and kicking out more people from spoofing. So as it stands right now, and this could change if some people crack some code, mm, yeah. but as it stands right now, the only people who can spoof are people who have rooted Android phones. Interesting. I can imagine people um, doing like a ROM type thing to play this on their computer. But I mean, I'm people a, are going to yeah. find a way. Because like I was reading in, in the comments on Reddit about this. Much like life in Jurassic Park. Shitty hacker dirtbags will find a way. (laughs) (laughs) Jack got a fist bump for that. You might have heard it on the microphone. Uh, Okay, so in the comments on Reddit, people were saying that apparently something like this happened right after Overwatch came out. People were cheating in that game. And a bunch of people got banned all at mm-hmm. once. And, uh, like, they tried to do... I can't remember what it's called when, like, a bunch of people get together for a lawsuit. Like a class bunch of, action? Yeah, like a class <laughs> action thing. They were going to sue Blizzard. A party? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> a cheater a party? A bunch of people get together. <laughs> um, so, they... Yeah, apparently a, mm-hmm. a bunch of Overwatch players tried to sue Blizzard because Blizzard they were banned. Overwatch? Overwatch is a Blizzard game. Oh, okay. Uh... 
Yeah, and they were like, uh, that's stupid because you're violating the terms of service that you agree to when you play the game. Right. But their argument was, well, you're not letting me play the way I want to play. That's like suing a car company for speed limits. <laughs> uh, I want to be able to drive 500 miles an hour. <laughs> like, well, you, you shouldn't. You, you can't do that. <laughs> Don't tell me how to live my life, sir. <laughs> now give me free money. Um, so we've talked about it a little bit about, about spoofing in the past and how we hate it and we find it annoying and it sort of ruins the fun of the game. Can, and, and trying to find out why people do it and what they get out of it. Because Pokemon Go would be so fucking boring if you weren't out walking. If you were sitting at home playing that game, it would be a terrible mobile phone game. It would be like the Game Boy game without any features or yeah. anything enjoyable. Without like fighting wild Pokemon, without... Getting gym badges without an elite for as Nick exploring. says. Nick always says, if you don't want to go out and play the game, play the main series games. Yeah. It's a way better game, and it yeah. doesn't involve walking. So I say, what do they get out of it though? Like I don't understand why that's enjoyable. Like why cheating is fun. If if we were playing the card game War, it's the simplest game. But if just every time you were like, and my card wins no matter what, like are you going to have fun playing War? No. I can't imagine it would be enjoyable whatsoever. <clears throat> so, uh, one thing that kind of came along with this spoofing knockout mm -hmm. today was in the comments in places I was reading about this, people were going to their local city's spoofing <clears throat> Facebook page and reading the, like, pissed off users <laughs> and then posting their comments. <laughs> and everyone was, like, laughing about drinking the tears and, like, soaking in the happiness of, of their sadness. But what I thought was interesting from reading all these comments is... Well, just like they did to people complaining about spoofers while they were doing it. Yeah. They, they laughed and laughed and posted crying, laughing emojis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a thing in the Indianapolis page is everyone, loves, everyone who spoofs loves the cry laughing emoji. I don't get why that's a thing. But anyway, uh, apparently what I got from reading all these comments from spoofers... Am I doing something? I no, I was just going to say... I didn't want to interrupt. But no, go ahead. The, the cry laughing emoji is like Raffle. You're not really. All right? <laughs> you ain't Raffle. Yeah, we, we know you didn't <laughs> laugh until tears came out of your face. I'd tell you to get up off the floor, but I know you're not on it. Yeah. Uh, Most people even throw lol around. If you didn't laugh out loud, you didn't lol. I, I have a, a certainty for you right now. If I type the phrase LOL into a text, I most certainly did not LOL. Mm -hmm. That's a guarantee. Mm -hmm. Um... <clears throat> Anyway, a lot of these comments I was reading from spoofers, they apparently think that they're, like, above other players. Like, uh, players who don't spoof are, like, second-class citizens. Much like uh, a lot of America's wealthy who inherit all of their money somehow think they're better than people who work and have less. Yeah, and they were talking about, they were like, oh, now I have to play the game like a commoner? I can't believe <laughs> yeah. this. Why don't you just have your butler play for you, sir? And... It's not like they're doing something difficult. It's not like they're doing something that I've heard. They're playing a game that literally children are able to play. <laughs> no, I just mean it's like they think they're better because they spoof. I've heard that you can download an app and be spoofing within two minutes. Yes. It's not hard to do. I, I watched a YouTube video once of how people were doing it because I was like, how does this work? And it's literally just downloading a thing and then using your computer to find coordinates. 
You know, speaking of that, I saw a YouTube video once. It was not by Nick. It was by another famous Pokemon Go YouTuber who was making a very, very strong case. He felt very strongly that all spoofing could be eliminated if Niantic just removed all how-to spoofing videos from YouTube. He thinks that that would completely solve the problem. You think so? Because I feel like if people want to forums and their messages, yeah, if people want to find out, they're going to find out. Am I wrong? I mean, not entirely, but if someone maybe hadn't considered it and then they see a YouTube video pop up and then they're like, oh, this is incredibly easy, they <laughs> might just do it. I mean, I can get behind that I, that logic. I understand mm-hmm. that. Uh, do you want to talk about Samurai Pizza Cats? Is that what you're wanting to talk about now, Samurai Pizza Cats? Yeah. Uh, there's one last thing before yeah, go we ahead. start on Fine. Samurai Pizza. I had a really terrible nightmare the other day. Okay. That I was trimming my beard. Uh-huh. And something awful happened, and I just shaved it all off. Like, uh-huh. I just accidentally somehow cut off my entire beard. Right, right. And I was looking at myself in the mirror, and I was like, no! <laughs> and I woke up the next day, and I was like, oh, oh, horrified, touching my face. And then, like, I, I had this dream, I think, because I was... I knew that I needed to trim my beard in the near future. Yeah. And so then I was like, well, now I now I have to do it. And I'm going to be terrified the whole time that I'm going to make a mistake and just, like, buzz out a chunk and have to even it up. What if you told me that and I was just like, Jack, you haven't had a beard for, like, a week. <laughs> and then you just wake up in bed screaming. <laughs> covered in cold sweats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's fucked up. I'm glad, I'm glad we got that. It's one of the... One of the scariest dreams I've ever had. <laughs> so, Sam, I, just, sorry. No, go I ahead. I don't care. It's fine. It's fine. You know, I, I, we've probably talked about this on the show, but you know that the single most common theme in all of my dreams is the apocalypse. Okay. It's always end of the world, Armageddon, post-apocalyptic wasteland, zombie apocalypse, something like that. Those dreams to me are somewhat fun and exciting, sometimes scary, but usually, like, thrilling. Cutting off my own beard was just pure horror. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was, there was nothing to be learned from it. There, there was no story arc. It was just dread. I have to imagine that in any post-apocalyptic dream that you have, you are the hero of the story and you can handle yourself in that world pretty well. Not necessarily, but I'm always rolling with the punches. Y- you're at least surviving or getting by sometimes i'm just witnessing the end of the world okay so i mean you know it happens yeah i mean i think let let me ask you this it's given me a sense of preparedness so that when shit does go down i'm not necessarily gonna be a survivor but i'll certainly be an interested party watching (laughs) everything let me ask you this how many movies have you watched that have prepared you for wasteland a bunch. Post-apocalyptic movies are like my favorite genre. How many movies have you watched that have prepared you for being unbearded? Oh, God. I, I don't know. I can't think of any. Right. Right. I mean, there's probably some, right? You've been doing research on the apocalypse your whole life. Last man on Earth, he got half of his beard shaved off. Do you think... This is a fun question. Do you think you've spent more days of your life bearded or unbearded? At this point in my life, unbearded. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to change for <laughs> me because I know I'm never going back. There's going to be a tipping point when I reach, let's say, about 40. When I, when I hit about 40 years old, it will be more bearded days than on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, one of the gals at work asked me the other day. She goes, have you, you always had a beard? And I was like... I mean, I wasn't born with it. <laughs> and, you know, she laughed and said, you got jokes. And then uh, she's like, no, but since you could grow one. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. Right. I, I mean, I started out with just the chin patch. Uh, do you ever see yourself going to another style at this point? Like unbearded, you mean? No, 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 no. Like a different beard style. I, I mean, maybe. Like what's one you think you would try out? I don't know, it gets a little wild and long sometimes. Dude, you should do a fucking, uh, a fucking Clay Morrow, like a fucking Lemmy. You mean the giant... The you, chin you strap me? that goes to the mustache? The whole point of having a beard is that it gives me a false jawline, and if I shave away the no. part on the chin... Then well, then... yeah, the chin would be uncovered, yeah. but you still have your jawline covered. Yeah, but the chin is the most important part. That's the piece de resistance right there. On the I don't front. think so, man. I don't. I don't know. What What do you think you would try? I don't know. Maybe getting rid of the mustache just just once, just to see. Mike, what's your favorite? I mean, you you do full beard. You right? do full beard when you do beard. Yeah, I mean, you keep, you keep it trimmed, but yeah. What uh, What else? What, what What's another style you think you would try out? Uh, handlebar mustache. All right. For real. Uh, I do it for a few days. Mike, I'm not joking around, dude. You with a cop stash would look fucking great. You should get a fucking cop stash. You did a mustache for Ken Bone, right? Right. Was it? It was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember one time when you were living in my apartment, and you. This isn't a funny story. <laughs> it's an almost funny. Disclaimer story. for everybody listening: the story isn't funny. The hey, look, let me tell you a story about a time when I almost betrayed my best friend. <laughs> I did betray my best friend. It just didn't work out as hilarious as I wanted it to. You this isn't a funny shaved story. your beard and just left a mustache. As a joke. As a joke for one to day. To make my coworkers laugh. And I so I when I got home, I went through the house and hid every possible shaving implement so that you would be stuck with a mustache. But and then you came home from work and you had shaved on lunch. And I was sorely disappointed. I can't stress enough that that makes you a fucked up and terrible person. Because well, obviously. Come on. If I had done it because I was like, mm, maybe I would look good with a mustache. Maybe, uh, maybe I should try this out. And then I was like, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. That would be one thing. That would have been a hilarious and funny prank. And you would have never let me live it down. And you would have had every right to do it. But when I do a mustache to be funny... And then you make it into your own funny? Not funny. I'd say double funny. It's just layers of jokes then. We should make a Twitter poll about that shit. I mean, what's funnier? A guy who goes, hey guys, look, I grew a mustache. Isn't that funny? Or the guy who gets stuck with a mustache because someone stole all of his razors. Do you, do you remember there was one of my managers at work who, like, couldn't fathom that I was joking? She was like, oh, no, it looks great. You should leave it. Like, you really look good with it. Like, I think it looks – I kept telling her over and over it was a joke. My and dad she, had a mustache through most of my childhood because he was in the reserves. <laughs> like, he had a full beard when I was very young, and I remember the day he shaved it because I saw him shaving. My mom 
and dad like discussed like maybe it would be better for me to witness it because he was about to look completely different from the dad that I had known for like the first five years of my life. Right. And so I saw him shave and then he looked so weird for years and years until he got out of the reserves and resumed looking like a normal human dad again. Well, I've only known your dad with a full beard. And mm-hmm. how long has that been? I was probably 13 or 14 when he got it back. I was telling a story about your dad today, and I hope I wasn't getting <laughs> confused with someone else. So let me just confirm. Your dad is the guy who's obsessed with the Costco hot dog, right? It's not Costco. It's Sam's Club. Okay. <laughs> my dad will make an outing. Uh, he'll drag my mom, my poor mother, will go along with my dad on a trip to Sam's. And th- to my dad, this is like a night out. <laughs> I know. You know, this is, a, this is a date night. He will take my mom out to fucking Sam's Club, the <laughs> store where they have to pay to be members, which, by the way, we're members now. Jack and I are members now, okay. as of this week. My parents would be so proud. We can go get these delicious hot dogs anytime we want. My mom would be proud, too. So they go and they they shop at Sam's Club. Sometimes they don't even buy anything. They just go to eat at the shitty Sam's Club cafe at the front because my dad likes the hot dogs. Buddy, that's a cringe-worthy story. That is cringy. I don't think it's cringy. I just think it's like all everyone's parents has a thing like that. That's just so seriously. Your parents do that. <laughs> nice one. I'm sorry, I'm real gassy. you leaned into it. I'm real gassy. Okay, Glad you're sitting by an open window. So if. Don't cut out your fart noise. You just made a mark to cut out your fart noise. I might cut out my fart noise. No, I'm going to remind people all throughout this episode that you farted and you're trying to I cut it out. I might cut it Don't out. Don't try to put one over on these Just because I put a marker doesn't mean I'm going to cut it later. You just say excuse me and get on with your life. People fart. If you were like a Hollywood writer writing a script and you had and the character in the story had like Midwestern parents and you were trying to write a funny trope that it would be like a slice of yeah that's like their thing that they do that embarrasses the character I'm not embarrassed I think my mom might be slightly embarrassed by it because Krista brought this up there's like a deal right it's like you get like a hot dog and something else oh yeah it's a it's a luxurious (laughs) deal it's a (laughs) Fine combo. <laughs> what you get like deal? a hot dog and a drink, and it's it's like a dollar fifty, right? It's more than that. It's more than I would pay for a hot dog. <laughs> I mean, unless you were getting like some sort of gourmet hot dog. Just to be clear, it's not that your dad thinks it's a great deal. It's that also he thinks the hot dog is delicious. I think there's no delineation in my dad's mind <laughs> between something being good and something being very affordable. <laughs> So my dad, to my dad, it's all the same. (laughs) Okay, is there anything that you... My dad would eat a nickel if it cost him a penny. Like, (laughs) that's just, I think that's a real thing. That's good. I think that's That's a real thing. That's another tweet. Are you writing down these tweets you're making? (laughs) We got them recorded, it'll be fine. (laughs) Well, as we've learned in the past few weeks of podcasting, just because we record it doesn't mean that we're keeping it. Or that I listen to it. (laughs) Okay, is there anything that you could possibly bring up that will prevent me from shifting the conversation? Of course, but let's let's try. We're let's almost at out. an hour. Let's try so and find it's out. funny because I was like, let's let's not get to an hour this week before we record 
the I, episode. I meant to just tell one quick thing, and then we started talking about my dad and the Sam's Club hot dogs. <laughs> Is the title of this episode. <laughs> okay, so... Samurai Pizza Cats is I don't you don't know this. This is the first time you're ever hearing about this. But it's the first of a few cartoons that we've done that came from the subreddit Obscure Media. Okay. Yeah. People sometimes post like pilot episodes of things to this subreddit. Or the the Tim Wise record on that. Yeah. No, so Cadillacs and Dinosaurs came from Obscure Media. Okay. Um a couple that we've almost done but haven't done yet. And now Samurai Pizza Cats were something that I saw posted on Obscure Media. I gotta say, Samurai Pizza Cats was a real slice of what the fuck. Yeah. Okay, we have to start off with the lens through which we originally watched it and then the bombshell by Amanda that was dropped on us after we watched a few episodes. As I was watching it, I was thinking... This isn't even real. This is just a joke on a joke. Yeah, it's it's very meta. It's a joke of a joke of a joke. It's like it's like simultaneously making fun of the fact that it's a cartoon while also making fun of the producers of this anime while also making fun of anime in general. Yeah. This is a Japanese television show that was made in 1990 and aired in 1991 in Japan and then was translated to English and aired in Canada in 93 and America in 96. There were about 50 episodes. 56, I think you said. There were 52 produced in America, but there were 54 Japanese episodes. So the, uh, the lens that we didn't quite get that Amanda brought with her research, which apparently she's a better researcher than mm-hmm. me because I couldn't find this answer, is we're watching it. And there's jokes that happen in this show where it very much seems like Mystery Science Theater 3000. It seems like there's some voice actors who are watching an anime and like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if instead of that line they said this? Then. Yeah. There was a line that you missed when you were out uh, where, as anime characters so often do... They appear to have their eyes closed completely. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And he's walking down the street and he goes, Oh, I, I wish the guys hadn't dared me to walk home with my eyes closed again. I can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I was like, that's not what he says. <laughs> that's not real. Plus, there's like constant jokes about it being a cartoon. There's like uh, people arguing about their contracts. and References uh, to the producers. There's one joke where he, he's like, there's no way you can stop me. He goes, no, I just talked to the producers. We have plenty of time left. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I didn't realize there was that much left in this episode. And there's a really, I think the best jokes were the voiceover. What do you mean? Like, the standard cartoon voiceover is like, and now our heroes, blah, blah, blah. Like, that that voiceover came in with a lot of great jokes. Oh, you over mean the, the like narrator of yeah. the show? Yeah, there is a narrator who jumps in quite frequently, and that guy was funny. He was definitely doing some funny setup for things. But what Amanda came in with was the bombshell that when this show was shipped from Japan to America, it was a little bit of a combination of it wasn't very easily translatable, and a little bit of there wasn't much of a script given and then the producers of the american version were given free reign to make the show what they wanted to make it marketable to north american audiences and that's what these guys did they just put in whatever dialogue they wanted and made the show it's that it's basically a parody 
Well, the way that I compared it was it's like that game show Most Extreme Challenge that you might remember. The most from Extreme Spike. Elimination Challenge. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I think, But I think people just call it MXC, right? Yeah. So it was that game show that aired on Spike TV like 10 years ago. I think the original show is called Tadeshi's Castle. Okay. But it's a game. It's a Japanese game show where guys are just dubbing over it with English voices and just saying whatever made up shit they want, and it's really funny. I loved that show a lot. Oh, it's a great, great show. But I think that Power Rangers probably has a few moments that are similar to that. Maybe, but I think that MXC was definitely made by people. It, it was made in a time by people who get our sense of humor, mm-hmm. whereas. Samurai Pizza Cats was probably produced by... Saban. It was a a much different time, and it was made by people who probably really like anime, and so there's a lot of, like, anime meta jokes, and we're we're just not the audience for it. I mean, I want to say the show just made zero sense, because really, there was no discernible plot line that you could see advancing and resolved. There was just a lot of crazy shit happening... And then there was, like, a big fight at the end. And even the fights never really had, like, a solid conclusion. Right. And also, this was troubling me the entire time. You can't tell if most of the characters are animals or cyborgs or robots. I have... Or, like, cyborg animal robots. I have information about that. Okay. But to go back to what you were just talking about, uh, it very much, like you said, seems like a satire of an anime. Yeah, he has RP in a sleeper hold right now, and he definitely knows something's up. Right, he's he's asleep now. <laughs> Very effective, like yeah. that. Um, yeah. So, th- quit breathing. On the it was mic. it was clear that these guys thought, you know, this is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Let's just kind of make fun of anime, and like you said. It, the plot doesn't really go anywhere. It's more just making fun of the concept. I imagine that the original scripts for the show probably didn't make that much sense to begin with, just right. watching it. I think they were like, what have we got to lose here? If we just scrap the whole thing and make up whatever we yeah. want, it can't be worse. Right, and back then there was no way for you to go to YouTube and watch the Japanese version and right. see what that version was With, like. There's There was no subs versus dubs debate. Got it. But, like, uh... Not sorry. to be confused with subs versus doms. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> Thank you for... Different YouTube search altogether. Clarifying that for us. No, um... I lost my train of thought here. <laughs> but I guess we'll talk about what the plot is. We can't speak to what the plot is of the Japanese show. Because we Who don't... fucking knows? We don't know. We just... We, we watched this Americanized American version. version. <laughs> well, I can, I can speak to it a little bit. So... In this town, Little Tokyo, there it is populi- popu- populated by cybernetic anthropomorphic animals, okay? So all, that means that all of the animals in the town are like the same height, the same body build, but they're completely different species, right. and they all are half cyborg. Okay. I guess cyborg inherently means half. Yeah. Right. Okay. So our three heroes are three cats who fight crime and also run a pizza shop. I don't know if hero is the correct word. They were definitely like bumbling idiots. They it, defend it was, the it town was almost from, like three stooges-esque moments. They defend little Tokyo from giant monsters. And also mm-hmm. they run a pizza shop, which they are not very good at. 
They, their pizza shop is terrible. I don't know how they have so many customers because every <laughs> single person was complaining. Right. Uh, they say that the bravest people in the town are the customers yeah. of the pizza place, and they don't. They're not very good at delivering on time. Uh, and then you, what you wanted to bring up was that when it's time for the samurai pizza cats to fight this week's giant monster to go kick some ass, mm-hmm. they. Have, they have a long process for how they morph into battle mode. And one of that, one part of that process involves amping up their armor that well, they, they wear. They drop down into some tubes and then they get like a Power Rangers morphing kind of sequence where they're just like, and go! And then there's some flashes of light. And... Right. And then we see close-ups of their body being morphed into battle gear, but they're already wearing cybernetic armor. So they just get very slightly bigger so you can't tell the difference <laughs> you, I, I said it was imperceptibly different right that's how different their armor gets and it's because they already are cyborgs to begin with and so is everyone else in the town it's like there's less difference between the samurai pizza cats before and after their transformation as there is between clark kent and superman <laughs> they don't even put on glasses like, it's, I, I said to you, it's the difference of, like, noticing that your friend parted their hair on a different side. Yeah, yeah, you did say that, yeah. It's some of, most of it's the same color, the same size, the same shape. There was parts where, like, there was a red dot, and then later it was a larger red dot. Like, that was it. <laughs> you got it, you got it. And I want to talk more about this transformation process, because after they come out of their transforming tubes, they then go into pods that are they, shaped like bullets. They, I think we can just say it, they look like large vibrators. Jack thinks they look like dildos. They were brightly colored, they looked like those shitty, you know, like the Spencer's vibrator that's just like, like... Seven inches of hard plastic yeah. that no one should ever actually use on themselves, but you get it as like a a gag gift for your boss that you're weirdly close with, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know all about that. Yeah. No, they go into these bullet pods and then dildos. <laughs> their their dildo bullets go into the chambers of a giant revolver. Which it's is also part of the building. Yeah, it's housed in the top part of their pizza shop. But what blew my mind is... With the, the revolver? The barrel of the revolver is like the sign indicating that it's a pizza shop. Yes. And they are launched out of the gun through their bullet pods to go fight crime. But uh-huh. what fucking bothered me is that before it has to happen, the gun raises out of the pizza shop and hovers in midair before firing them out. Why the fuck did it have to come out of the pizza shop? I don't think it hovers. It's like, it just lifts up. It's like a giant crane type thing. The barrel is already ready to shoot. Well, if it just shot straight ahead, it would just launch him into the building across the street, dead on. It's like the tallest building in (laughs) Little Tokyo. Well, she did make a mistake on their uh, their trajectory one time, and she shot them through a giant smokestack on accident. She being? Whoever their Janine is. Their Ghostbusters Janine. Right. The gal who works at the Pizza Cat office and shoots them out of a giant cannon. This makes me... I don't know. What, what is your job when you just shoot super android cats out of a cannon on top of a pizza place? She's like Hostess their secretary. Okay, so this this makes me talk about 
This makes me think of a thing that I want to comment on. We've done so many cartoons where they're trying their best to not be Ninja Turtles while also cash in on Ninja Samurai Turtles. Samurai Pizza Cats sounds like a Ninja Turtles pitch. I guess I just was too young to understand. Was Ninja Turtles like a mega cash yeah. phenomenon? Yeah. Action figures. Was I not aware that it was just, like, the thing that everyone had to try to copy while also act like they're not copying? I I guess. I wasn't even aware that so many people were trying to copy it when I was a kid. I just loved Ninja Turtles, and I had so many fucking action figures of Ninja Turtles. Does Kevin Eastman just have, like, fuck you money and I'm not aware of it? I think so. Or he should. I mean, I'm sure he's probably not gotten the best deal out of everything. I guess I just didn't realize the Ninja Turtles was such a huge success. I mean, like, I guess they do have movies made by Michael Bay, which you can't say about the Street how Sharks. Many, how many Ninja Turtles movies are there? Are you looking forward to Street Sharks directed by Michael Bay? I'm honestly surprised that there hasn't been some sort of resurgence of the Street Sharks, even if it was just a rebooted cartoon like Thundercats. I didn't... Wait... Do you mean you mean Thundercats? Yeah, Thundercats got a. a I thought you meant Biker Mice from Mars. No. What did you? What was your question? I didn't even listen to it. I apologize. When I made the Michael Bay joke. Oh, how many Ninja Turtles movies have there been? I guess I There's forgot about at the least, first three. At least five major studio full-length theatrical release movies. I can think of six. There was the original three, the two Michael Bays. Oh, that's right, and the TMNT. Yeah, which is pretty good. Patrick Stewart's in that. He's cool. Yes. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Um, and then there's been a lot of different series. Yeah. And then there's all the action Even some figures. that you're probably not aware of. And then there's just other merch. Miscellaneous merch. It's it's mostly action figures is what it comes down to. When I was a kid, I like I remember the original set of the first four turtles coming up. Just plain basic turtles they had their regular weapons there was april bebop rocksteady a foot soldier and shredder and casey jones and then like as the months went on they realized it was so hugely popular they put out eight million different versions of the turtles there was like the samurai version there was the band versions there was cowboy versions like they did every conceivable variation on the ninja turtles I guess I, I guess I just didn't realize it was so big, is what I'm saying. Huge. I remember going into the stores when I was a kid, and there would just be an, a full end cap just covered top to bottom in nothing but every variety of Ninja Turtle action figure. Like that. Was... But that means that somebody at some other toy company or cartoon company was sitting around being like, "We got to get that Ninja Turtle money." Yeah. Um. What. Uh... Is it is it Master of None that I'm thinking of where Aziz's uh, manager is like, oh, you got to give me that friend's money. Is that what I'm thinking yeah, of, Master of None? Yeah. They're it's to, like he's that. He's trying to get a part on a show. Right. That show is great, by the way. If you haven't watched season Master two's of coming None, out. you're missing out. I, I, I finally started season two of Love. It's very good. Yes, it is. Uh, a couple more things about... Uh, Samurai Pizza Cats. Samurai Pizza Cats. It's a fucking mess. Watch it. Like, I we've watched a lot of crazy shows where I go back and I'm like, this was so much fun. And then I just keep watching it because it's great and I want to see what happens. I'm enjoying the jokes and all that. 
this show was so nuts that I, like I didn't even understand. There were a lot of great jokes. There was a lot of like fun bits. The theme song, incredible. Incredibly, what? This is one of my favorite theme songs. Of Are you doing anything. a bit right now? No, I loved it. It was really funny. It nails everything that the show was about. It's very long. And yeah, it's super long and super like explanatory. It's just all exposition. And then the outro song brings it all right back, and it's also really funny. And then the guy is just doing jokes as he... It seems like he's ad-libbing. One of the, oh, yeah. One of the final lines is, make sure you read the credits so you know who did the work. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one thing about each of those songs, uh, the, uh, the outro theme song is like, an anth- it's like a fan's oath, right? That is before the, the final song. Okay, so before the credits song, there's an oath that fans of the show should take to, like, pledge their loyalty to Samurai Pizza Cats. <laughs> and it is just as insane as it sounds. And then that, we didn't mention... Let's not listen to the whole thing on the microphone. <laughs> I mean, it'll it'll be in this episode somewhere. I'll drop the it in. The whole thing? Oh, the whole thing. Don't put the whole thing in. <laughs> Go watch Samurai Pizza Cats on YouTube. I won't put the whole thing in. If you just just watch the intro i think you'll want to know like well i i need to see more what is this so hail to thee yo pizza cat please ring your little bell although you may be pen and ink we know you'll fight like pizza cats so if i could connect this to one more cartoon that we've watched previously because this is about the intro fish police is a cartoon that we watched where it was obvious... I might be confusing Fish Police with another one. Stop me if I'm wrong. Fish Police was the one where they were fish, but also police. Oh, got it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. No, we watched a cartoon where it was clearly actors who were just doing impersonations of old celebrities from, like, the 60s. Yeah, that was Fish Police. Got it. Okay, so... Well, also, Gravedale High was like that. that I might have been thinking of Gravedale High. But, uh... The intro is a voice actor who made up these words for this song, and he's doing a Paul Lind impersonation. And also, we read that he was drunk yeah, when he recorded it. That's the it. most important part. Is that this theme song was recorded by someone doing a drunk impersonation. Of Paul Lind. And then, so many times, it's like, are we making this up for this week's episode? No, we didn't make any of this up. This is all true. They're so bad. They've got more fur than any turtle ever had. Stronger than old cheese. Stronger than Fifty some episodes of this show exist. I gotta say another thing. Uh, so when they sent it over and they redubbed it, they also redid all the music. Mm-hmm. In every episode that we watched, there's not one second where music isn't playing, and mm-hmm. it's loud. Oh, the show, the whole show was loud. Like, everything in it is just a cacophony. It was hard to understand the words sometimes because there's so much noise. And also, they speak at, like, if you took Aaron Sorkin dialogue and then turned up the speed to times two. They're speaking at Japanese speed, but they're speaking English, which is meant to be slow and dumb sounding. Yeah, and that music was too much for me because it's, like, really fast, early cell phone ringtone music there's even a part in the intro where he says so turn the volume up loud yeah um 
Okay, I'm just going to skip around to other notes I have here. We already talked about the announcer and the jokes. It looks kind of sad. The monster that they fight in the pilot is just Rayquaza, the Pokemon. Yeah. But then you find out later that it's like a bunch of little flying monkey minions. No, they're birds. They're like ninja ravens. I meant that as a Wizard of Oz reference. They do look similar to flying monkeys. I mean, they're just like minions in that same vein. uh, And they're operating this fake dragon skeleton. It didn't really make sense at all. The villain's name was Bad Bird, and he was just a bird. Well, he's a pawn of the big cheese, who is a rat that explodes at the end of every episode because he gets so angry. Another thing about Big Cheese, Big Cheese is the leader of a council of governors who run Little Tokyo. Yeah. Longtime fans of the show know that council of governors is a buzzword you might have heard before in the show Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. It's another one of those shows where there's, like, some secret politics happening behind the scene for no real good reason. Yeah. Uh, we. I also wrote that there was quite a few shots of people who would be backing away from something <laughs> and then tripped over a rock. Yeah. That happened a lot. How many times have you tripped over rocks? It happens. <laughs> They should really do something about the rock problem in Little Tokyo. What was the girl's name in this show? Polyester. Polyester. Polyester, Polyester, Guido Anchovy, and Speedy Cervici. Okay. So they're Japanese-Italian cyborg cats from the future. But I gotta imagine that in the, uh, in the minds of the American creators of this show, they're not Japanese at all. They just went... Well, these guys make pizza. They must be Italian. And so they're working on it, and they're like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if they were named something like Guido Anchovy and Speedo Cervici? They kind of have goofy, like, uh, New York Italian Right, but then they were like, well, we need a third one. Uh, How about something stupid and random? Uh, Yes, (laughs) that's Italian. Yeah, got it. Um, Okay, so these two things I have left, these only two things I have left are kind of connected in that... There were many times in this show when a character, especially the the sexy character Polyester, the female, would say very dirty innuendo things. Oh, yeah. No, the guy says something to her about uh, her pretty pussy. <laughs> <clears throat> there once was a beauty named Lucille. His pretty puss could make a pussy cat real. Her lovers would sigh to the heavens, they'd cry. Hey, what's huh? going on? What's the deal? Do you mind Oh, jealousy raises its ugly head, I see. Yeah, that happened a lot. And then I read that a lot of scenes were cut out of the American version and never aired because of content. Well, I told you the same thing happened to Pokemon. And I don't know anything about this, so clue me in. There's an episode of Pokemon where there's a gun. Whoa. That's out. Never. Like what kind of gun? Like a handgun. Like I think it's Team Rocket uses a gun. And so that didn't make it. Um, there's an episode where there's a bikini contest and Team Rocket enters James into the contest dressed as a woman and he has like, he has lady bosoms and he looks like a sexy woman and it's very weird and they cut that out. Like fake bosoms? They look, they look real. I don't know. He's wearing a bikini and he has breasts. Okay. Uh, and I think that Ash has, or no, Brock has like this thing where he knows it's 
not a lady because he doesn't go gaga over it, which is his, like, spider sense reaction to every female. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and then there's the episode of where Porygon is introduced, and that's because it caused a bunch of seizures. That one... I, I remember a Porygon episode. Is it, like, a different one that Maybe I'm they eventually, like toned it down enough and and brought maybe it maybe i don't English, remember but it. it was one of the early like the early run of ash misty and brock it's funny how much that plays into that simpsons joke do you know what i'm talking about where they go to japan and bart yeah. turns on the tv the the chaco robots or something like yeah that? and he immediately gets yeah. a seizure like from seconds of watching yeah. the show i mean it's a real thing that happens yeah. In fact, I was listening to a story today on um, one of the NPR storyteller shows, which are really great and a lot of times really funny. But this guy was talking about his wife had these brutal, just horrible seizures. And so they were trying to, like, catch one in the hospital and monitor her while she was having it so that they could figure out what was going on and maybe get closer to preventing them. So they took her off her seizure meds, had her hooked up to all these sensors, and then they're trying to trigger them. So they were giving her hospital label wine because oh, alcohol sometimes okay. triggers it. They were letting her sleep because sleep sometimes triggers them. And they were playing Japanese cartoon shows for her on the hospital TV to try and trigger her seizures. Wow. Isn't strobe light like your number one go-to? Isn't that so. like the thing? I mean, that's what it is in those cartoons that makes people have seizures. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jack, would you recommend Samurai Pizza Cats? I would recommend watching the intro for sure. The intro is just fun. I might just download that and put it on my iPod and listen to it in the car. I can't believe you like it so much. It's I, really funny. I would say watch one whole episode. Don't watch more than one. You won't understand what's happening. I don't think if you watch the whole series, you'll be like, oh, satisfactory conclusion to this long storyline. I would, you know, sometimes I would say skim through it, get the gist. This one I'd say watch the whole first episode. I wonder, I kind of want to go through and like pick an episode that's like 30 deep uh-huh. and just see if it changed at all. Like, if they found a groove where it was less nonsensical and they maybe picked up on a thread of a story. I mean, did I say already that this American version has a huge cult following? I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, it was funny and wacky and bizarre. And if I were really into anime, maybe I would have liked it more. I gotta imagine that if you're the kind of adult who was really into anime in the early 90s, this was probably a thing that really was right up your alley right up your alley cat <laughs> perfect do you do you have anything else you want to talk about this week uh went to roller derby got this great shirt you have a sweet shirt love this shirt it's I like was a, eyeing this shirt for months it's like a comic book cover or an old timey wrestling poster promoting yeah. a uh dusty muffins versus tornado sirens match did we go to that one? I saw the Dusty Muffins play. We did. Okay. It was the first bout of the season. What does it say above Dusty? Oh, OG. they're the OG Dusty Muffins. Yeah. Gotcha. Is that all you wanted to say? Yeah, it was great. They they were against the Windy City Roller Derby. There was a girl there. Did you root for the home team? I mean, your home team? I, I'm rooted for the Naptown gals. They did Were you lose. conflicted because you're from... A little bit in the Windy City Rollers had sweet uh, uniforms, the like Chicago flag with the skyline. 
And um, one of their one of their skaters was named Killinoy. <laughs> That's great. And her uh, jersey number was three one two. Was there any like Lincoln references on their team? The announcers uh, called them the Babrahams of Lincoln. Nice, <laughs> nice. I like that. Ba- or Babrahams from the land of Lincoln, or something. Got it. That's cool. Yeah. Anything else? I, don't know. I, I mean, I got other things to talk about, but you're telling me we're. I mean, you got ten minutes. Okay. I know you have to go to Illinois tonight, I know. and it's very late. I saw a really great movie. I remember asking you a while back. I go. I, I asked you your feelings on French movies, and you go, I've "Never seen a bad one." And I was like, is this just a joke? Like, you've never seen any of them? And you were like, no, I've actually seen a few. They're just always good. Name name one I saw. I don't know what ones you've seen. This has been a while since we've had this conversation. Specifically French? Yeah. I mean, I know I've seen (coughs) the adaptation of the graphic novel Persepolis, which is a French movie. movie. Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, fuck. Uh, The Triplets of Belleville. Yeah, also a really good movie. I'm not kidding. Both animated. If you listen to this show, not because you're like our friend or you heard about this or you whatever. If you listen to the show because you genuinely like cartoons. Seriously, The Triplets of Belleville is so good. It's a great, great movie. Yeah. Um, The animation is super it's, fantastic. Seriously, don't don't read anything about yeah. it. Just go watch it. It's we watch, fucking great. We watch a lot of garbage just for laughs, but that's one of those that's like beautifully animated. It's like a work of art. Well, those two movies I just mentioned, I both watched in a cartooning class that I took in college. I see. So that I didn't professor you knew had what a was college up. education on cartoons. <laughs> that professor knew what was up. Have I ever told you that we had to write a paper once a week on an animated film? <laughs> And I, I got, would have loved that. And I thought that my professor at one point said that puppeteering counted, but I guess he never said that. And so I just did Labyrinth. <laughs> so then he was like, are you fucking stupid? He, he was like, he Labyrinth gave me... Labyrinth is not a cartoon. He like graded the paper and then he was like, this is your grade. And then he like subtracted one whole letter grade and was like, this isn't a cartoon. <laughs> I thought he said that. Maybe he didn't. Um, well, I think Labyrinth does incorporate some sort of animation at some point, right? Is there anything well, CG? Well, because I had to write a paper on it, I know that there's an opening sequence where an owl flies across uh-huh. the screen, and it was the first ever fully animated animal movie sequence. Interesting. Because it's CGI. It's not, right. like, hand-drawn. And he didn't give you any bonus points for that? I don't know. Well, I watched a really great movie last week called Brand New Testament. Okay. It's about God's daughter. It's not animated, is it? No. Okay. It was just great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so God lives in an apartment in Brussels and he's a huge asshole mm-hmm. and he spends his time making up rules and he types them into his computer and it's all like the rules of all the terrible shit that happens to you day to day. Oh. Watch the trailer for this movie, okay. Brand New Testament. It's great. And, Is it like subtitles or dubbed or what? Uh, subtitles. Okay. And uh, his daughter sees him doing all the shit, and she looks up to her older brother who got out of the house. Yeah. And she looks, she looks to him for like advice and stuff, but she sees all this shit that her dad's doing, and she calls him out. She's like, "You're disgusting, and the shit that you do to people is is terrible." Right. And she 
breaks into his office and sends everybody their death dates. She texts everyone the, the exact moment that they'll die. Really? And it just throws the world into this, like, crazy chaos. So, like, is this, like... <clears throat> Would this be by our standards a big budget movie, or is it like a like a small time movie? I'd say fairly big budget, and it was really well acted. Everybody was really great. Are there she any American stars apostles. in it, or European stars that I would know? There's maybe one or two people that you might recognize if you've seen other like French movies. If this movie won any awards or anything, that's totally the type sure of thing I could see it getting adapted into an American film. Uh, I don't know. Religion's a really hot button thing in the U.S., and a lot of studios don't want to tackle it. I don't know how you're going to make it to Illinois tonight because you'll be up all night on your computer typing up your God's Daughter meets Lucy, the Daughter of the Devil fan fiction <laughs> yeah. that you've been working on so furiously. Oh, that would be great. Uh, the 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 floor is yours. Sir. Anyway, watch watch the trailer for Brand New Testament. You'll probably want to watch the movie after that. Yeah. Well, this this is your time. Is it my time? Yeah. Should I get out some tweets? Is I mean, Jack's, you need to go. Jack's tweet corner. You need to go. But I, I haven't eaten dinner, and I don't really care if we end it now or not. We didn't talk about our cereal at all. At all. Hey guys, not Easter even... is this week, so <laughs> we ate Easter Reese's Puffs. End of story. Um, Easter Reese's Puffs. Actually, they're not Easter. Let me grab the box. Okay, so they're just like Reese's Puffs, except the pieces are shaped like bunnies. And Jack's about to tell me why it's not Easter-themed. They are spring edition Reese's Puffs bunnies. Not even Reese's will get into the religion game here. They're not fucking around. General Mills is not willing to You know what I gotta say? Smart move on their part. Join the hunt for more delicious cocoa and peanut butter. Hop to it and find all of the hidden cocoa and peanut butter bunnies, then find all the colored eggs. It's really the smart The word move. Easter is not on here. There's a basket on the front full of bunnies, and there's an egg hunt on the back, and they don't say Easter. I mean, I gotta say it's a smart move because yeah. it put the thing in my head without putting the thing on the box. I mean, people of every faith can eat bunny-shaped chocolate peanut butter cereal pieces. The graphic designer part of me is getting upset that the egg that's behind the thing that says spring edition Reese's Puffs bunnies uh-huh. is an upside down egg and that really bothers me uh, you could just call it an oval I mean it is oval shaped well no because an oval isn't wider at the I bottom mean, anyway Reister is my favorite holiday <laughs> <laughs> like Reister candy is the best candy <laughs> who um whose resurrection are we celebrating on Reister I don't know. The Nesquik bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it tastes like Reese's Puffs. It's really good. bunny? I don't know. Everybody that listens to the show knows I don't like peanut butter. Man, Reese's Puffs is really good. It is. It's fucking great candy. I I mean, cereal. (laughs) Oh, wow. Little slip up there. Just let it go. Cereal for dinner. (laughs) Yes. Cereal for dinner, everybody. You didn't Uh, make one reference to my fart. Maverick farted in this episode. If he cut it out, email him and, and give him some shit. Demand that we lose the censorship yeah. and we hear the raw, unedited cut of this episode. We oh, want our farts. I meant to open with this. You'll just have to edit this and cut it back and no, put it at the beginning. No, we'll just do a whole nother podcast right now.
people have been dying to know, and I'm one of them. You've had over a week now. What's the verdict on the bidet? Okay, before I answer, <laughs> has it been one or two weeks? Two weeks, maybe. Because it... I didn't want to say anything until two weeks have passed. Okay. I think that's an appropriate amount of time to review something. I'm getting a birthday present this year that I do actually want to review on the show after I've had it for two okay. weeks. If it's been two weeks, I will finally speak out loud the words that I feel towards our new bidet. Okay. It's very cold water. It's very cold. In the middle of mm-hmm. the summer, I'm going to look forward to the refreshing splash of cold water. It is, it's invigorating, I would say. <laughs> you come up with these great words sometimes. <laughs> and I look forward to those times. For now, I don't want to say this part, but I'm gonna because you'll laugh real loud. And I know mm-hmm. it'll make you happy. Maybe someone listening will laugh. Probably Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Every time before I do it, before I do it, I have to wince real hard. Like, I have to prepare my face for what's about to happen to my butt. Did we share the video of you trying the bidet? I don't know. That's you. That's your thing. You didn't give it to me. You have the video. Okay. Well, every time I, like, get my finger on the trigger, and then I... The trigger is the bidet, the the knob, right? Yeah, the knob. Okay. And then I mentally prepare myself, and then I... You... I wince up, and then I go, and then I make a face, and then I turn it on, and then I go, for as long as I can stand it. Honestly, I just lean into it now. I'm just like, I just crank it up, and I go, let's let's get down to it. You get have it prior over experience. I mean, it's it's refreshing. I feel clean. I do feel clean. There's a So there's an, a YouTuber that Krista recently really got me into. I had never heard of this guy. Now I like him a lot. What kind of person are you? You're getting into YouTubers now? Just this one guy. And I don't watch him on my own. Just when we're at Krista's, I'm like, Krista, can we watch Ethan videos? I like him. <laughs> but it, their channel is called H3H3. Probably our listeners have heard of this person. We just okay. don't know him because we're not YouTube people. But this guy, Ethan Klein... He sometimes has, like, silly names for, like, man problems. Okay. And he was talking... He went to Disney World and he used gold bond on his nuts. Yeah. As you do. He was talking about how before he did it, there was just, like, this swelling chemical mass of grossness down there just like an aura of nastiness in his ball taint butthole region yeah and he referred the, it's the, the louis ck shot glass full of sweat it's <laughs> yeah. a shot glass of liquid that just is sideways and never <laughs> empties so he called he referred to it as his baba ganoush <laughs> and crystal and she looked at me and she goes do you have baba ganoush and i was like not since i got a bidet like my baba ganoush is all cleared up uh, Maybe I should email Ethan and be like, dude. By the way, I had some experience with this uh, in some of my summers uh, playing music in a garage with the band. You had Papa Ganoush issues? Uh, no, I started using Gold Bond. Oh. The recommendation of Joe Wheeler. Right. Uh, bass it makes your guitar sound lies. better. <laughs> you uh, you get the Gold Bond spray and you just you go, and you let it go. Use the spray before... Because if you use the spray after you're already all, like, chafed and stuff, it has alcohol in it, and <laughs> it will just burn like... Insult to injury? Yeah. Injury to insult. Or injury to injury. It's like an insulting injury <laughs> to an injury. Yeah. Well, I do feel cleaner. I guess I should have said that during my review. Mm-hmm. I feel like my baba ganoush is a thing of the past. All right. Good. 
I'm sure Chris is grateful as well. <laughs> Anything else? You know, thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, thank you so much for listening. And sorry. This has been Cereal for Dinner. <laughs>